host of 1409 Podcast. I go by the name of KT. It's your boy, Me Swirl. And we got special guests on this motherfucker today on episode 43. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Playboy. I'm Rodney. Who? <laughs> Rodney. 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 <laughs> Where you from? Rodney. Where you from? Rodney. Where you from? Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Baltimore City. I live in PA. Uh, yeah, location unknown. I bet you uh you ever watched that movie uh Charm City Kings? Uh, I ain't check it out yet. You know what? And the reason why I didn't check it out because they got Meek in there first of all. Yeah. And second of all, the main character is not from Baltimore, and he don't got the accent. You talking about the little boy? Come on, man. Yeah, the little dude. The little dude. City, he got the accent. The little dude got that. Well, he nah. trying. To Man, no. Come on, they they still putting on for your city with that movie. Say man. do it again. You gotta check it out. I'm gonna check it out. Again. I say do it again. Do? Oh no, you 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 done lost your accent too, goddamn. Hey, shout out to Baltimore though. I fuck with Baltimore. I fuck with y'all. I fuck with y'all dudes. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. What's been good though, Rod? Man, you know it's been a minute since we uh we linked up, but always good seeing you, man. You know, what same, I'm saying? same. What's good with you, bro? I'm good, man. I've been uh I've been to Cali. Uh, I just came back to the East Coast. Kim pulled up on me, and Cali. What what we do out there? Go to Poon Poon Tuesdays. Yeah, Poom Poom Wednesday or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it was Tuesday. I think it was Poom Poom. Poom Poom Tuesdays. Poom Poom Tuesdays. It's a Poom Poom Tuesdays. It's like a Jamaican spot or something. And we went to the, we looked at the Ethiopian restaurant earlier that day. Oh, yeah. yeah. The East African joint. Uh, y'all some, y'all yeah. some eating motherfuckers. Yeah, we yeah. some, we some <laughs> hungry motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was on the same page. As soon as he got there, he was like, yo, I'm hungry. What you want? Want some African food? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I jalaf. Jalaf. And I'm recording jalaf. live. We recorded mm-hmm. live from Atlanta, Georgia. So I it gotta be some African restaurants around here. I'm at the look up. Oh, I have to indulge in that. I'm I know it's somebody. I'm gonna find it. I promise you. I promise you, I guarantee it. I certify it. I need me some jalaf and fufu and curry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And fish, that red snapper. That fush. Uh, we got this intro out the way. Let's go ahead and get to these shots. Shot it up. Oh, what, you, what you drinking on, Rod? Rodney. How, how you say Rodney? Right. <laughs> what you drinking on, Rodney? <laughs> I'm, drink, I'm drinking rum chata. <laughs> rum chata. What is that? What is that? Vodka? No, nah, it's like, it's Bacardi. And fucking, it's like Milky Bacardi. Oh, oh, hell. Man. That's some Puerto Rican shit, huh? You, just, <laughs> egg, rum yeah, you, chata. you, you got to roll ours when you say that. Ram chata. Ram chata. <laughs> yeah, y'all know how I do. Yeah, we know how you do. I can't do that the whole episode. I'm with you. All right, let's get to it, though. Yeah, yeah, listeners, y'all already know what me and KT drink, and we ain't gonna say their names no more until they give us a damn sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Y'all know what we on. Yeah, other than that, fuck them. All right, so goddamn. <laughs> right, we did the intro, we did the shots. Let's go ahead and get to this agenda. 
so yeah, we're gonna talk about colorism, basically like light skin versus dark skin. With Rodney, this is Rodney's topic, so it's such a great topic, and we we had to, we got to have him on here for the topic because it's his topic. So we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. We're gonna talk about um. Ocho Cinco, Chad Ocho Cinco, also known as Chad Johnson. These things that he wore, he was always wearing fake jewelry. Then we're gonna talk about that T.I. and Drake. They've been in the, uh, them together have been in headlines lately, so we're gonna talk about that. Then we're gonna talk about the question of the day, song of the day, and this today. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Some motherfucking net. <laughs> yeah. Colorism. All right, so, <clears throat> Rodney, so. I know colorism can be a lot of different things. So mostly, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not going to start with it, but we mostly say think it is, but like, even like people in India, they, uh, there's like light-skinned Indians and dark-skinned Indians. So they, yes. uh, they have the colorism there as well. And even Puerto Ricans, I talked with some people earlier, Puerto Ricans have colorism as well, because you know, there's light-skinned and dark-skinned Puerto Ricans. Yeah, Mexicans. Yeah, it's a uh, it's common. It's multicultural. Yeah, <laughs> as far as in the black community, you know, blacks come in all different colors, shapes, and sizes. So there's colorism in the black community, especially in America. So, how I, how how do you feel about this, Ronnie? Because it's your topic. We want to know what's your take on it. So I feel like colorism all started. It's 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 like a precipice of racism where it doesn't involve hate from another source, it involves self-hate. And like within yourself or within your own people, within your own culture. Because like me being a light-skinned black man, you know, I grew up in Baltimore City, like majority black. You know, everybody was black. Everybody around me was black. The businesses were black owned. You know, most of the people out there making money were black. But me being a light-skinned skinned black man, it was like a misconception to whereas, you know, my demeanor, like, oh, you were soft or, oh, you weren't black enough or, you know, it was hard. It was kind of hard being accepted around amongst my own peers until I got older, you know. And I think because being a black man and having black female friends and being around a lot of black women, you know, both of my children are biracial by Hispanic women. And I always get a lot of heat for that, like. Oh, you don't date black women. You don't do this, 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 and that. And uh, I came to realize, you know, because I didn't understand why either. Because I was just like, oh, well, they look good. You know, I, this is why. But all growing up, I wasn't accepted by black women because in the environment I grew up in, you know, because of my skin tone, I was soft. And they can't prosper or thrive in the hood with a soft nigga. Like, they like, we need us like a, a darker, stronger man, you know. To represent a black union. So growing up, you know, it was it was it was very seldom that I could, uh, I guess, be accepted by another black woman. You kind you kind of get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, now yeah. you felt like you had to prove yourself being light skinned in uh, Baltimore. Man, I had to fight. I had to fight my like, and I was in the Pokemon cards and Yu Gi Oh cards. I had to fight niggas over cards and shit like, <laughs> just to prove like I was black. But with a Spanish woman, it's not, I'm not light-skinned or I'm not, oh, you're not black enough. You're not white enough. Like, I'm 100% black. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no question of who I am, where I come from. 
it's interesting, it's cool. But I didn't I never felt that same acceptance with my own folks. And I think that kind of um subconsciously conditioned me to seek that acceptance outside of my people. Yeah. Because of, but I think in a way that was preconditioned to us through racism because lighter Thanks. is always lighter has always been perceived as better, more successful, you know, that's gonna get you places, this, this, and that. Whole time I'm outside trying to catch a tan every chance I get, trying to look like a darker skinned man, just because I want to be seen as a black man, you know? Yeah. And then vice versa, you know, a lot of my darker skinned friends hiding from the sun. Like, I don't want to get dark. I don't fuck away from that sun, you know, shit like that. So over the uh the last year or so, I just come to love myself for my skin tone and for who I am and kind of embrace what I am. And I've been kind of promoting this throughout of black men, Hispanics, Puerto Ricans, because like like Ken said, this colorism shit's in all cultures. And it all stemmed from the white man. And it's it's kind of the precipice of self-hate. Hey, so the women the so you try you like earlier in your earlier years you tried to pursue dark skinned women is what you're saying and they wouldn't it's feel like women in general. Yeah they even the light skinned black women wasn't trying to hear me like oh nah. You know, you're going to get your ass. You're going to get us in trouble. You can't protect me, this, this, and that. In, in our environment. You, you know, like, like you, you touched on it, bro. Like, you said it uh, stems from racism. Uh, or oh, slavery, not racism, excuse me. It does st- uh, stem from slavery because uh, for me, I learned some, uh, some interesting facts about my family. Like, you know what I'm saying? Doing research and saw, like, there were fair, fair-skinned people in my family. And uh, basically what happens is, uh, you know what I'm saying? These slave owners, they had a lust for the dark, darker flesh. They had a lust for these women. You know what I'm saying? And they would make these babies. Uh, colorism in our, our culture started from these mulatto babies. You know what I'm saying? Being light-skinned. Uh, the master, a slave owner, having some kind of humanity towards this child because it's part part of him. But then, like how you say it's the self-hate, it was it wasn't really it it was it's like the self-hate of the white man hating that he loved the black flesh. You know what I'm saying? And he did what he did. And you know what I'm saying? That child was a constant reminder. But half of him is in his child. So I gotta look out for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the darker people, you know, what I'm saying they saw it as he's getting treated good because he's closer to their skin. Favoritism, you know what yep. I'm saying? yeah, they showing favoritism because he's a little bit lighter, and you know what I'm saying, like that mentality just just kind of stuck. You know what I'm saying? And with our culture, I mean, we can't really speak on other cultures because we don't know exactly. But with our culture, you know what I'm saying that mentality just kind of stuck with us. Like, if they light it, they're going to get treated better. It, it was a uh, something they call uh, the paper bag treatment or the paper bag test. If your skin was lighter than a brown, like, grocery bag, the paper bags, then you know what I'm saying? You was good enough to be treated better than black, but wasn't good enough to be treated as white. You know what I'm saying? So it, that just show you, like, more in depth of where, where it really stemmed from. So, um, see, I didn't. We go ahead. 
And see, I didn't even notice a difference until, because like I, I was born and raised in Baltimore, and I moved from Baltimore to uh, to Pennsylvania when I was like sixteen, and it was a more predominantly white and Hispanic community. So I didn't realize the difference of uh, how to be treated or how to be acknowledged by anything else but my own people. But when I see other people kind of embracing me, like, oh, you know, this, this, and that, pop, pop, pop. You from Baltimore and all this and that. I'm like, yeah. But it's like, you don't get that same love where you want to be accepted. You feel me? But I mean, as I got older and as we got wiser, like the gaps, the bridges and stuff have changed. And I kind of realized some things, but I still find myself doing things subconsciously as far as who I'm attracted to or uh, just like my demeanor when I get around black folk. Like I'm not a soft-spoken, geeky, you know, person like I usually am. I'm more of a tough, more defensive, hostile person just because I feel like that's what I have to be, you know? So so do you feel like your brothers, did your brothers go through the same thing or do any of your friends from Baltimore that were also light-skinned, did they have the same issues as you? Oh, oh, oh yeah. I know my, um, my middle brother did. And I, the sad part was it probably came from me because he was the lightest out of all of us. So I kind of just rejected what was put down my throat to him. So, um, and also I, I noticed like in the city, like a lot of the lighter skinned folks or the lighter skinned women, you know, they kind of got, got made fun of, always pushed it aside or kind of bullied because of the supposed more um, calmer demeanor or Less aggressive demeanor, but I mean that wasn't the case, you know, because we we still all a product of our environment. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you go ahead. This I can say this. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like uh, the darker people hated you because they felt like uh, you could accomplish more or be like uh, you know what I'm saying? get more leeway in other areas that they couldn't because of your skin? Do you feel like that's the hate that you had to endure because of okay, I'm darker, so you know what I'm saying? They made him going for a job. They're going to look at him first because he's lighter. Do you feel like that's the anger you had to endure your whole life? Well, I ain't going to say your whole life, but most of your childhood, you know what I'm saying? That's You feel like that's the anger you had to endure with just darker people not accepting you because they felt you as a threat? Or did you see how your, uh, you know what I'm saying? You being a lighter skin, did you see how it like helped you in a way that it, you know what I'm saying? One of your friends didn't prosper from that way. Did, did like you have any incidents where that drove a wedge between any of your friends? Because you're lighter, you got a certain kind of treatment and your friend is darker. They got a certain kind of treatment. Did that drive a wedge in any of your friendships? So. No, like, I mean, I, of course, y'all know, like, one of my best friends is, is Vaughn, Vaughn Heber, and he's a darker-skinned dude. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't meet, we both, you know, we both in Baltimore, but I didn't meet him until we were in Pennsylvania, a predominantly white Hispanic community. And um, no, even even then, like, when I was there, I saw, they, they still kind of, like, leaned towards more to him. He was more fascinating. He was this, you know, he was that. And, um, they everybody's just kind of confused at me. Like they heard me talk, they see my features, they know where I'm at. But at the same time, it's like I had to prove who I was or where I came from, versus just being who I was or where I came from. 
You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like, like you said before, it's like you're not black enough to be black, but you damn sure ain't white. So it's like you kind of got to find your own identity in the middle. Yeah. So you don't feel like some dark skinned people go through the same thing? Like they get oh, yeah. clowned because they're dark skinned and shit like that? I'm not saying that it never happened to me or nothing, but then. I know oh, people definitely. make dark skin jokes, but like nobody, I never feel like I was left out of no shit like that because I was dark skin and no shit like that. I was always proud to be dark skin growing up and now, but do you feel like people go through that same shit, like vice versa, like for being yeah, dark definitely. skin? I see it a lot. Um, like even if there's another dark skin person and there's a person darker than them, you say, oh, you're black ass or, you know, you dog as shit, boy. Yeah. It'd just be like an innocent joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. But, um, can't at the same time, that stuff kind of that see, but at the same time that that, that kind of like subconsciously gets programmed in your brain because like I'm gonna go back to what 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 uh what Fry what Fry was saying. So like uh he asked, did I think that um they treated me differently because they saw more opportunity in my life than theirs? And I'm like, no, because we were kids. All of us were ignorant. We didn't really know. The steps of success or anything like that at the time hold on i don't, I don't mean to cut you off but a crazy study shows this right here man which is crazy like uh kt you know you raising your son my godson which is an amazing little bundle of joy man every time i see him but by the time kids reach the age of two they already know the hierarchy of uh and this was a study you know what I'm saying? They say, I already know the hierarchy of races. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't believe that until I actually saw it in full display. You know what I'm saying? I saw a two-year-old white kid full of joy, innocent eyes. He saw me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he wanted to speak. You could tell, like, every intention in him wanted to speak. But before he would say a word, he looked up. I don't know if this was his grandma. It was an older lady, his grandmother, his sitter. He looked up at her to see if it was okay first. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, that's crazy. I peeped the whole like situation. I was like, that's crazy. He looked up. And he saw she wasn't paying attention in any way. I was like, that's crazy. He had to make sure it was okay to speak to a black man first. And he was, you know what I'm saying? Like two. The kid wasn't no more than four, like two or three. Yeah, shit like that is definitely learned in the household. I'm not teaching my son about races right now. So he doesn't he's right now he's colorblind. He don't know he don't know no better. Like every people are just people to him right now. And animals are animals. He knows what a dog is and shit like that. He's not even two yet. But if you see a dog, he be like, dog? Shit like that. But he don't recognize like crisis and shit like that right now. So. Yeah. But like, even, even, um, I'm just, I don't ahead. mean to cut you off again. <laughs> I'm sorry. But even just to go, cause I got another like scenario with another homeboy, you know what I'm saying? We're talking with KT. I know your situation, but with another homeboy, it was a shell shot for his household because he was buying like doll babies and shit, but he got, he got girls. This is the other side of it. He got girls. And one of those kids is my god is my goddaughter. So you know, uh, she was playing with her doll babies. You know what I'm saying? They they're white. 
Because mostly when you when they, you know what I'm saying, it's white doll babies. So she's playing with her doll babies. Um, he stumbles upon a book that has uh like stickers of like different doll babies, all different kind of colors. Well, white and black doll babies, I should say. Um one day he's like, it was on accident. He just happened to stumble across like the book that he bought with them with the stickers and realized all the white stickers were gone. Like the white doll baby stickers were gone. And uh he's he even took the time out to like buy them black doll babies. But all they would play with was the white doll babies. And he's like, he just one day he just sat there and he asked his girls, like, why y'all don't uh use these stickers why y'all don't play with that doll baby and it was like daddy she's not pretty like we want to play with the pretty doll baby or we want to use the pretty stickers you know what I'm saying so it's just kind of like it's crazy at that young age you know what I'm saying uh, his kids are four and six but it's just crazy at that young age they already know the hierarchy of skin tone, you know what I'm saying? They not picking the black doll babies. They're not picking the black doll baby stickers. They're playing with their white doll babies. They're playing with their, you know what I'm saying? They picking the white doll baby stickers or whatever to put on them. And that's just crazy, bro. Yeah, that definitely is some crazy shit, like, for real, for real. But, uh, Rodney, you feel like, like, when you see the jokes and shit, I know you see jokes and shit, like, on social media, like, memes and shit, like, skin. Yeah. Like lions, like how lions roar, light skin versus dark skin and shit. Like that. <laughs> how that shit? How that shit make you feel? Right? No, I <laughs> do mean, you, do you take that shit personally? Or you no, nah, like I got, like I said, as an older black man, it, it doesn't phase me as much. I laugh that shit off, but I don't promote it anymore. Like I don't make fun of any of my my darker skin friends being dark. I don't want to hear my children talking about light skin, dark skin. I'm not going to tell my child stop acting light skin because he's crying or stop acting dark skin because he get into a fight, Ooh. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So I just stopped that that negative narrative of, you know, connotating skin color to be a person like a, a certain kind of demeanor or lesser than or greater than. So that's that's where I just stopped because I see how it affected people when they're older. They don't know they've seen it, but even my friends when I look at them. You know, some of the cosmetic products they use, some of the the way they the ways they dress or how they duck and dodge the sun or how some people jump for the sun, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's kind it's been systematically like programmed in us. And a lot of people don't see it. So I, I kinda try not to promote that. <clears throat> hey man, I think that's something key that you doing to like negate that negativity, man. You know what I'm saying? Within your household. As far as telling your son, you know what I'm saying? Because I seen your boys, man. You got two beautiful kids, man. You know what I'm saying? So just not to tell them to stop acting light skin. That's that that's big volume, man. And that and that and that goes into like the subconscious with things too. Cause a lot of parents don't know. A lot of people don't know. Like the stuff you tell your kids is gonna like be in their subconscious or the stuff they hear. So at the end of the day, as a parent, man, you got to be that, you got to be that beacon. You feel me? You got to be that beacon of hope. Because uh, like you said, what you endure in the childhood, I'm pretty sure they're probably going through the same thing, but just because how America is and how, you know what I'm saying, 
the narrative is. So, you know, what I'm now saying? we got kids that that, yeah. don't, that don't even like the police now. I'm like, oh, and yeah. you know, they think terrified of police. And then it came to a certain point when my youngest son was like, I don't want to be black because the police going to kill me. Wow. Like, man. That's crazy, man. And he has like the most, the least, the more Hispanic features than my oldest. Cause my oldest, you can tell he's, he's black, but my youngest son got curly straight hair. And I'm like, so why don't you want to be black? He said, cause the police going to shoot me. And at, at that point I'm like, so now there's some education that needs to go to be involved. I need to start educating my son. What's really going on out here. Yeah. Yeah. See the positive thing about dark skin, like more people embracing the dark skin women is uh, recognizing their beauty and things like that. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, these chocolate women, people are loving these chocolate women these days. Yo, and even then, the white boys, the Indian yeah. boys, all of them taking these women. Man, and listen, I, man. They, they been doing here. that. They been doing that, bro. But that look, shit is... <laughs> I spoke to a sister, though, because the first thing they'll say is, oh, y'all don't want black women. And then it's... And I'm like, so... How how do you... What, what do you use to say we don't want black women? Whole time they got a white boyfriend or Indian boyfriend, an Asian boyfriend. Oh, well, they treat us better. That's this, this, and that. I'm like, how can you say that we don't want black women, but you don't even think we're worthy of you guys' love or to love you guys the way these other men are? So, yeah, that that statement right there is uh, problematic with me. For a woman to come up to me, a black woman to say, "You don't want a black," or nobody don't want to. That's problematic to me because I need my woman to know. The roots. I need her to know what's up. You feel me? Like the a black woman is the only. I'm. I'm gonna just say it like this: a black woman is the only woman on earth that can. We talking about colorism, but a black woman is the only woman on earth who can have a baby of any color. I don't know any other race that can do that. Thanks. A white, you know, you know, what I'm saying a black woman can have a baby black as charcoal. Or she could have a baby as white as paper and all in between. So for a woman coming up to me saying that, oh, you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't, that's problematic to me because first of all, you don't know who you are. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would tell her. You know, so you don't know who you are. That's why that, that statement is problematic to me. But I I see him and I hear him saying it and, and I feel you, bro. <laughs> But it's just problematic, man. I feel like more of our black women need to know who they are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Why why you why you became the skin complexion you are is because your mother had the you know what I'm saying, had the power to do that. You feel me? Right. Her body had the power to produce. You know, you could have came out black as charcoal, bro. We would never know. I mean, we're not in control of that. But at the same time, your mother's body had had that power to do any any race, you know what I'm saying? Any complexion. I was about to say any race. I had to catch myself, but any complexion, she she could have, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And I feel like uh, we're talking about colorism. Like us as people got to realize we're not we're not in control of how the DNA splatters or how the DNA connects. Exactly. You feel me? And like I'm gonna tell y'all something like this right here. All the listeners out here, it don't matter if you got. You know what I'm saying? If if you got black in you, I'm gonna tell you right now how America gonna treat you as black. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Your your birth certificate, all that shit gonna make sure black is engraved in it. 
And even you could see that with filling out jobs. You know what I'm saying? They ask you certain questions to like fair, you know what I'm saying, to get a general synopsis of your skin color. You know what I'm saying? Do you identify as that? I'm I'm putting game on y'all because a lot of y'all don't even know why they do this. Do you identify as Hispanic or Indians? That's why they ask you these type of things on like applications or whatnot. Do you identify as Hispanic or Indian? You know what I'm saying? These other different cultures that have darker tone people. And when you say no, if you don't realize, like your next question is going to be like, okay, so do you identify as black American or black this or black that? They're going to ask you that next question that automatically coins you to being black. You feel me? So y'all got to pay attention and shit like this. Like, like, Rod, bro, you came through with a good ass, uh, a great ass topic because this shit is something that needs to be taught. You know what I'm saying? And people need to hear about it because I don't think they understand it, bro. It, it's deeper than just the color of your skin or the race that you identify with. It's really, really deep. You know what I'm saying? And we can go deep, but we ain't going to go there. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I wanted to bring it to to you guys because it's something I've been talking to. Like, you know, I just came from the West Coast, but I'm really all Hispanic, Mexican. And I asked him, like, I was just sitting in the unit one day and asked him, like, so why don't y'all like black people? You know, because on the East Coast, you know, we all cool, like Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Mexicans, blah, 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 you know. But then again, they also put the Mexicans at the bottom of the total pool on the East Coast. So I was like, on the West Coast, it's all Mexicans. That's, that's their shit. Like, it's all of them. But they threw it back to something like, um, oh, we always complaining, we're always protesting, we always this, this, and that, and bop, bop, bop. And then I guess during the Rodney King riots, a lot of uh, the Blacks went through their neighborhoods and was messing up vendors and uh, like beating them up and this, this, and that. But the main thing was like, they felt like we should be grateful for being here and that this is our home and blah, blah, and why are we fussing and fighting? Like, like we're not grateful. I'm like, yo, we, we don't. I'm like, why aren't you fussing and fighting? You don't see what's going on to your people on on TV. Why are you guys so quiet? Why are y'all fighting us and not fighting the people that's deporting, right. enslaving, and all this, this, and that? And their number one reason was that they were scared to go back to Mexico. And I'm and I'm sitting there counteracting, like, at least y'all got a home to go back to, you know? Mm-hmm. The craziest thing with these other races, man, they don't endure what a black person endure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If an immigrant comes over here and does it legally, bro, they have so many benefits from the American government. That's how you see Indians coming over here, starting all these gas stations. Businesses, tax cuts. Tax, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't even want to narrow it down because I feel like I'm being real racist by saying Indians with gas stations. But you see... Asians. Yeah, Asians, you see so many different immigrants that come in and build businesses and, you know what I'm saying, build things. They see that part of America. You know what I'm saying? And America has this, I don't know what the fuck America got going on with their media, but they media do a fucking good job because the immigrants don't even realize that they are subconsciously 
being taught to hate black at the same time while they getting all the shit that they getting. Like the money from blacks. Because they're marketing. I know what it is, but you know what I'm saying? I don't want to speak into it because I don't want to rub people the wrong way. But I know what it is. It's what America shed light on for black people. You know what I'm saying? What America shows black people to be. So all these other, you know what I'm saying, races, they come in, they get what they get. You know, immigrants, as far as immigrants, they get tax cuts, all kind of shit, man. And the shit that we we are paying for. And they come in and they strive off that. They get the American dream, but us as black people that built America have a hard time getting the American dream. I'm not I'm not gonna say we can't get it, but we have a hard fucking time to get the American dream. But people that are foreigners, and and if you like look, do your research on America, it's all foreigners that came over here that built this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's 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 why. It's hard for us to get here because we're 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 the only the only race that just like identifies as a color. Even though you say white, they'd be like, Oh, I'm Caucasian or oh, I'm European. You know what I'm saying? We kinda like fell to like African and you know what I'm saying, like African American. But for a minute we was the only race that derived from a color. Any other race had a had a place where they were named after. Had an origin. Indian. Indians. I came from India. Or I'm, you know what I'm saying? Native American. And this shows you I'm Native American. I was native to this land. Or a Chinese. I'm from China. Japanese. I'm from Japan. You know what I'm saying? Spanish. Or you know what I'm saying? I'm from a, a Spanish speaking country. Or you you know what I'm saying? You want to break down the Puerto Rican Mex, you know what I'm saying? Mexican. If you want to break it down to, you know what I'm saying? It's like for a minute, black people, we wasn't like, we, we went through so many identity changes in our home. And I'm going to say it like that because this is our home. Although we were brought over here, this became our home. We couldn't even identify as Americans. And, that, and this is a part of, you know what I'm saying? Racism, colorism, the same thing. This is a part of colorism. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't even identify with home. After we became after we became part of here, uh, brought over here, we became a part of America. We were a part of America, but we couldn't even identify. You know what I'm saying? As an American, we went from yeah, Negro, nigger to colored to Afro American. Let's not African, forget we had become three fifths person when we voted. Was yeah, three fifths of a person. Like we had to endure all this, and it's like for the for the uh, immigrants that come over here. They don't understand that struggle, bro. I feel like, as you know what I'm saying, slavery is a systemic struggle. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that shit is, is systemic emotionally. Like, I don't want to say, that's just probably fucked up how I said it, but we feel that from generations down. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Although we've never on. been through that, we never been through that personally, we feel that, and we feel the effects of that. You know what I'm saying? We feel a struggle of trying to identify ourselves as a people from generations down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We 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 feel when they first change themselves from, you know what I'm saying, Afro-Americans to African-Americans. We still suffer. You know what I'm saying? We still feel that. No other still race can say that. Still got grandmothers out here that can't read or write, that was segregated. Exactly, you know, bro. It's only been like, 
what we still got the last hundred years, what almost a hundred years ago, they just they destroyed Black Wall Street. You feel me? Like you know, what I'm we still go going over stuff like that. But and they the crazy say part that, is that's not too long ago. That, that ain't no, nah, that just that's, that's only they'd be, like, they be like, they be like, that's 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 long ago. Yeah, yeah they they get like, over that's it. long ago. Now nah, we feel we still feel that shit. Yeah, that's not that long ago. I can look look at my great great grandmother now, and, and she can talk talk to me about how her mother neighbors got massacred because of white folk rolled up in the town. That shit ain't that long ago. We still got y'all. They still got witnesses to that shit. You're right. It's still like witnesses of shit going on right now, for real, mm-hmm. for real. But down. But. I'm going to have to wrap up with y'all in a little bit, bro. So ask me what else y'all need to ask me. It's bedtime. Okay, I got you. Shit, I already asked you about the memes and shit. That was like, that's the main thing I wanted to get out about that. And then I asked you about like, what the females, when you get issues with the females about the damn light skin shit like that. You pretty much answered what I had for you on the colorism topics and shit. So shit, Nguala, you got anything else for him on the colorism? Um, not for me, but for the listeners, and uh, just to like try to open people's minds a little bit, man. Being that you're a person that been through it, just something that a message that you want to give to all complexions, from whitest paper to darkest charcoal, just. Just a message, you know what I'm saying, for you being in the middle. Just a message that um, you want to give out. I want to say, you know, love yourself. Stop trying to fit into a scenario or niche, you know, portrayed by society. You know, just because you're short or you're, you're tall or you're light-skinned or you're black doesn't mean you can't be the fastest, strongest, best, most attractive, aggressive, soft-spoken, whatever kind of person you want to be, like, Stop trying to fall into those societal curses. You know, be a free thinker. You know, go for what you want to go for. And if you are grouped into a, a group of people, preach to that group of people and make them love you the way you love yourself. Like, don't show no weakness. But that's, that's how you get it up. Yes, sir. I'm a lot of... A lot of gems was dropping that message that you just gave, man. A lot. So, man, definitely. Right, man, you know what I'm saying. You know what I want to call yeah. you, but I ain't going to call you that. But yeah, I know what you want to call <laughs> you know, my dog. But, but you know what I'm saying. It, it was yeah. definitely a pleasure having you on, man, and just, like, bringing this, bringing this uh, subject to light because, you know what I'm saying, I feel like as, as darker-skinned people, as me and KT, we don't, to, we we didn't take consideration of how it affected our you know what I'm saying other brothers and sisters of a little fairer complexion and you know what I'm saying I feel like colorism you know what I'm saying is just another tool to segregate our community you know what I'm saying so it's definitely a topic that need to be touched on and talked on and just to get people to like you said in your message to think more freely you know what I'm saying and just to come together bro so from from Guadalupe's world, man. I definitely appreciate you, man. Be looking for another invite, man. No yes, problem. sir. Man, before you leave, though. Before you leave, though. Who, who, you, who you choose? Martin or Gina? I'm not, I mean, Pam or Gina? <laughs> <laughs> who you want, goddamn? You want Pam or Gina? Pam look nasty. Nasty is so I don't. 
Ah, uh, you I, see, you doing colorism. No, I like Pam. <laughs> she look. She was nasty though, cause she kept sneaking off with Tommy. Gina kept playing hard to get every time Martin was trying to get on. So I don't. What Gina was with Martin? What you mean? And she was still acting up. So who you going with? Gina. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to knock that off first. <laughs> Damn, man, we didn't have an in depth conversation. But personally, with me, I ain't going with neither one of the motherfuckers. I'm gonna take Miss Fancy on the Jamie Foxx. Fancy. Fancy. Ooh, fancy. Fancy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ooh. I wanted Fancy. I ain't, I went to Pam, Pamela. Pamela. I don't know. I went. I went into attracted to Pam or Gina, but not Miss Fancy. Whew. I ain't like Gina That's when she was story. on that. Um, what, what's that show with the other ball dude, the Wayne's bro, brother? Oh, Damon Wayne's. Uh, my wife and kids. Yeah, I ain't like him when she was over there. Right. See, no. Nah. Or, or goddamn. Uh, can't forget about Miss Nia alone with Ooh. Lisa. Uh. Boy, I had wanted a piece of Lisa every time I seen Ooh. her on an episode. Oh, oh, damn. I used to like Vivica. Vivica, yeah, Vivica was fine. Vivica was I had that. seen her in her later acting days on a play, trying to yeah, get yeah. back in it, and she was she wasn't thick. She would look like she was fat, cause you know we know Vivica to be skinny. Mm-hmm. I'm like, boy, Vivica, like on power. Ain't nothing wrong with mm-hmm. a little fluff now. Ain't nothing wrong with a little fluff, but you know you used to seeing somebody. You don't get this picture. Way. You know what I'm saying? You don't imagine this person undressing you in your bed a certain mm-hmm. way. And then you all see him years. again, and they don't look uh, exactly. <laughs> only you, and you see him again, and you be like, "Nah, Vivica, nah." <laughs> they got the hot dog thing. It's like, no, nah, yeah, this ain't the Vivica I know. <laughs> uh, I need you to go vegan or something. <laughs> yeah, bye, bros. I'ma holler at y'all, man. All right, all right bro. Man, appreciate, appreciate you, man. Appreciate yeah, you. No Come problem. On. Have a good evening. You too. All right, bro. Yes, sir. All right, so yeah, 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 man. Let's yeah, move right yeah. along. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Rodney coming through here. But then, oh, yeah. the next thing we got, the, there was an army sergeant that was trying to file a lawsuit against Young Dolph, a local uh, rapper, not local rapper, but he's a famous rapper out of Memphis, yeah. Tennessee. <laughs> you get used working. to saying local rapper so much because, you know, you're working <laughs> with Guadalupe's world. <laughs> <laughs> See, you you not you not too local. You got damn listeners international, but yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah. She tried to sue him because it fucked up her career. He shared her video of her twerking to one of his songs, and it went viral. So it got to her supervisors or whatever you want to call those people that supervise her, and. She lost her job. She was relieved of her duties oh. and lost her job. Shit is a sticky situation, my friend. In this situation, I don't feel like she can sue Young Dolph because if she in the military, you should already know how America is. I feel like Everybody in America holding military people up to the highest standard. You know, if you know somebody in the military, or if you seen somebody in uniform, just like out walking, like I'm, I'm gonna just tell you, like how I be, like I see somebody pumping their gas in the military uniform, I be like, they gotta pump their gas a certain way. 
just because they're in the military. So you're going to already hold like military people to a certain standard. So she could, she can't be out here doing what she's doing. Not saying that military people aren't regular people and they live life, but that should have been something you did not in uniform. Because when you in that uniform, you represent that whole organization in a way. Just think about all of the fucked up shit that's going on with cops. But the main story ain't on the good cops that's actually in the neighborhoods doing shit and posting shit on social media. It's all about the bad cops. So it's kind of like that same thing with the military. Like, you, if you're going to do something in uniform, make sure that shit a thousand percent right. A thousand percent. Like, it look good. You feel me? Because motherfuckers going to be looking at your ass because you're in uniform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now... Again, uh, another thing where well, her face wasn't really showing like that, so it shouldn't have been that easy for her to be identified anyway. But then, yeah, somebody identified her and they got to her. You know how they identify her? Her ass. But it is. Yeah, I guess they identified her. I ain't even going to lie, boy. she been throwing that thing in them goddamn, uh, what they, them, them, that army uniform. she been throwing that thing. I'm like, God <laughs> damn, she got a nigga on it in this. I want to get stationed where she at. Because <laughs> if she dancing like that, the young dogs, she needs to damn dance to the shit I got in my phone. Because, ooh. Yeah, damn. that shit crazy, man. But damn. Yeah, I was like, when I first saw the head, I was like, what the fuck? How she gonna sue somebody for that? But then again, he shared that shit and it went viral. She wasn't, she ain't meant for that shit to go viral. She was just having fun with that shit. I mean, no, I know it come, I know consequences come with doing shit like that, but goddamn, she had no intentions on that shit going viral. So then, I guess we might see what happened with that lawsuit. Maybe, like, she faced uh, like some, hardship from that shit. She lost her job so she wasn't getting paid no more and she had a mental breakdown because of not being paid and shit like that. So, goddamn, you gotta take that into consideration. Like, he had no attention on that shit reaching national attention and reaching viral status. Because, <laughs> girl, that ass right. was, let me tell you something, that ass was stupid. You could not believe <laughs> after what you did what you did when you did what you did. <laughs> what you did when you did what you did. Yeah, that motherfucker wasn't going to go viral. Girl, that ad was stupid. I'm going to look at that video again after this episode because that ass was stupid. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I get what you're saying, bro, 100%. Like, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it just... Not saying that she did anything wrong, but it's just like being in the uniform, you know what I'm saying? And me and you understand it more because we had, you know what I'm saying? All the listeners out there, man, make sure y'all hashtagging. Excuse me. (laughs) Hashtagging. I stand with Turner. You know what I'm saying? We had our officer Brian Turner on. You know what I'm saying? Telling his story and just the things that he had to go through. You know what I'm saying? Just a, the different side of the story. But being that he's in uniform, so you you can tell like people are up held to a different standard. 
you know what I'm saying? Not not only on top of the racial thing, you know what I'm saying, with colorism or racism, whatever you want to call it, like how we was talking about earlier with, with Rodney, but you know what I'm saying? It just shows, man, like you got to be aware, you know what I'm saying, of what's going on. You got to be aware of everything around you. And if you definitely holding or holding a position that America holds in dear to their heart, as far as military, policemen, politicians, if you black, you definitely got to do 10 times right than what the next person got to do. You know what I'm saying? So that's just something to take into consideration, but not saying that she shouldn't receive some kind of compensation from her job. But I wouldn't necessarily say young Dolph is the reason why. You know what I'm saying? Because he put out some music that you like, you got to have a little bit of self-control at the end of the day, too. It's kind of where I'm going with it. I feel Yeah, yeah. She definitely should have had some, like, self-control with that shit, but she definitely down. I don't know. He already famous for the song already. Like, that shit was called Major. The song's called Major with uh, featuring Key Glock. It said the video occurred during 2018, but I thought that song came out, like, 2019. So. There's a couple of discrepancies in that uh, article, but that's neither here nor there. But either way, she still was in the song. I I mean, in the video, twerking to that song, shaking ass to that song in uniform. Her face wasn't really showing like that. I wouldn't be. I couldn't. I couldn't recognize her face because I probably didn't know anyway. But then, you know, I mean, that's just a clip of the video that I saw. Mm -hmm. I didn't see her face, so. Yeah, it could have been knows, if it was longer. You know, the video could have been longer. Yeah, true that. But uh, if you was dumb enough to show your face in the video, well, I'm not even gonna say it like that. Dumb enough to show your face because you have people with like evil intentions that are following your social media and do shit. So if she did post it and didn't show her face, somebody got her. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, well, somebody got those people to her face. If that makes sense. But like I said, man, you just got to have being being black, you got to have a little bit more self-control than other races are allowed to have, which sounds like some Jim Crow racist ass you know what I'm saying? Segregation ass type shit, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know the stint. We're living black in America. So. Yeah, sir. Careless on her part. Careless on her part, but I definitely don't feel like she should be going through what she's going through. Yeah, she definitely could have done. Especially if she's having a mental breakdown and shit like that. She could have done. They could have, like, gave us some, sent us some type of counselor or something to them. But the mental breakdown came from her losing her job. So then they definitely need to, to look after her, make sure. Her well-being is good and shit like that, but yeah, Thanks. there's there's a both parties are wrong in certain in certain ways, but yeah, yeah, they need to come to a medium. Yeah. And losing her job is not the medium, yeah. so fuck it. Maybe suing is the medium. Get what you get what you worth, girl. <laughs> Speaking of another motherfucker getting what they worth, Chad Ochocinco. <laughs> 
<laughs> also known as Chad Jones. He said that he always purchased fake jewelry. He bought the jewelry that looked real. As he said, it all shines in the light the same. It shines the same in the light. So, shit, he was making some sense with that shit, honestly. He, he don't have nothing to prove. Motherfuckers know he got money. He's in the NFL, so there's no need for him to spend a, a significant percentage of his earnings on expensive jewelry, on some VVS diamonds, VS, VS1, or SI diamonds, and for that matter, shit. Yeah. Man, I listened to this interview, man. Chad Ojo was dropping some gems, man. Cause he said for one, for the dudes that trying to impress this press the girl, oppress a I ain't gonna say press the girl, but press, impress a woman. You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten, while you in the purchasing state, she don't know what's going on. She don't know if it's real. But when she see that black card, and I hate to use, like, items, but when she see that black card, to let her know you got the money. You know what I'm saying? So just, like, I feel like I took away from that. It's not more so about how you look when you move. But it's about how you move when you move. You know what I'm saying? I know that's kind of weird to say. But um, I heard somebody else say, which made a lot of sense, they'll call you broke if you don't wear your money. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Chad had, he was a fucking genius. Fuck that. He was a fucking genius. because. Basically, you're going to know him by name and face. It's going to make you want him more if you see him splurging on materialistic things. Because people want to hit, you know what I'm saying, more hip to materialistic things. So if you see him with four or five chains around his neck, you're going to expect it to be real. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to know. You ain't up there with no diamond testing. You're going to expect that motherfucker to be real. So if he's sitting with six chains on his neck, he just signed a you know, it's going to make the money look better, even though, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, Chad just signed a $60 million deal. Now he's sitting up in the club with goddamn six diamond chains on. And they all, but they all fake. You know that shit. You already, you already with the hype. You gone with it. Goddamn, Chad's sitting up in the bit with six diamond chains, the cleanest diamonds. You know what I'm saying? And plus, we already talked about like Rick Ross being spotted with quote unquote the fake Louis. So this mentality of these superstars and celebrities doing this is not shocking to me nowadays because I feel like they get in the picture. Like the next man, the next average man ain't gonna know the difference. What I got going on? Yeah, they not gonna know the difference. And the people that do know the difference, as far as like that has the same budget or bank account that I have, they're not gonna say nothing because they're doing the same thing because they picked up on game. You feel me? They know what's up. Like I could wear a fake Louis to this concert, and the fan ain't gonna know a damn bit of difference. 
I could spend two hundred dollars on this Louis and say that I spent two thousand on it, you and right. the fans ain't gonna know a damn uh, a bit of difference because they they're not exposed to this lifestyle. Yeah, but right. I, I could take this Ross. other money and do something else with it. You feel me? It brings back to the Rick Ross shit with the Louis thing. So he he probably wouldn't. He probably you know he got the bag. He didn't, he had nothing to prove. So he maybe he did do that shit on purpose, but maybe he didn't. But damn, Chad Johnson. Also know Chad Ochocinco, he he definitely did that shit on purpose because he knew that was a smart move on his behalf. He saving coins. Cause you know yeah. diamonds don't diamonds don't have no good resale value like that. Gold, gold holds value, but diamonds don't really hold value like that, according to what I've been reading. So yeah. Uh, I, I I'm with him on that. For sure. Yeah, sure. Oh, for sure. Fuck that. Give me some twenty two karat gold and some cupids of you. And see if I don't pluck them goddamn cubits of coins out and remelt that goddamn gold. Let's see what I have. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> fuck with the, I definitely fuck with the twenty two carry because you know you know how that look on a motherfucker. I already know you know how it look on a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you see. <did. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Since we talk about superstars though, Ti and Drake been in the headlines. You know them. Ti confirmed that one of his associates or homies or whatever you want to call them, they urinated. On Drake. Oh man, I wish uh, I wish Rodney was still able to be here on this topic. Do you feel like that's colorism? Do you feel like they? Well, I don't, I don't know because I've been reading and doing research, and they said that it was really an accident. You feel me? And after he hearing Ti song, I don't feel like it was a direct shot at Drake. By him saying that, but Ti is an older rapper now, and you know what I'm saying. I feel like at some age, I'm not gonna say at some age, but at one point, a rapper is gonna have that project or that song to just reflect on everything they've done, and you know what I'm saying. They're gonna be talking about some shit. You know what I'm saying in situations that they probably knew they was wrong or they felt that they was wrong, they're going to talk about it and compare it to who they are as a person now or where they at as a person. You know what I'm saying? And listening to the song, I feel like that's that's what T.I. was doing because the whole time during, you know what I'm saying, shout out my boy Sauce Walker. I rock with Sauce Walker. You know, I rock with Drake too. But when Sauce Walker and Drake was in this beef and was it Sauce Walker that brought it out? That T.I. was pissed on? It was Drake that was I think pissed it was, on. Yeah, it was Drake. That, I'm saying, I think it was Sauce Walker that brought out the information about Drake being P.N.O. Oh, no. Oh, no. Was it Meek Mill? You know what no, I'm saying? It was yeah, one of them. It was Meek Mill, yeah. Well, I think Sauce Walker really had said it before then, but I think he wasn't as mainstream, but Meek Mill said it. And you know what I'm saying? As far as T.I., Knowing, I guess he felt like I don't got I don't got a place in this beef. But you knowing that it being that an accident, not saying nothing, it's kind of like, uh, you know what I'm saying. So with him readdressing it, I don't feel like it was like, yeah, somebody pissed on Drake. It was just like him seeing what he was and what he is now, basically saying like, because if you hear the song, he's like he's talking about, you know what I'm saying. But I, I feel like. 
he was just realizing like his fault. Like, yeah, I should have spoke up. Like my homeboys fucked up. We was doing some shit that was out of the norm. You pissed on Drake. You know what I'm saying? And I should have, you know what I'm saying? I shouldn't need to have you in that position. Neither one of y'all in that position. As far as what I'm saying, I'm hearing T, I'm not saying it's an apology, but more so I think it's a acknowledgement of fault in the song. So for Champagne Poppy, as they call him, I don't feel like he should have unfollowed goddamn T.I. On, on, yeah, he unfollowed him at all? <laughs> yeah, they said he unfollowed him, man. Listen, man, we already know you got pissed on. You know, accidentally pissed on. I'm look, I'm even saying in a derogatory way. But we know a man was drunk, pissy drunk. See, there ain't man. no light skin versus there ain't no colorism because they both light skin, so goddamn, you know. Mm. <laughs> that just was him putting that out there, like you said, he just Yeah. Yeah, where you been, where you where you had going on in his career and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. That's what T L was doing. Yeah, as far as I like, haven't heard the song, but damn, I need I need to hear. Yeah, listen to it, man. I feel like he would just, because I feel like at every level, in that aspect, you know what I'm saying, especially with coming up with people who who you love dearly, but they don't see your vision in the career choice you pick, you know what I'm saying? It's not many people that can be out here and say, I'm going to be a rapper. And everybody support them wholeheartedly, a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Me being in the music industry, knowing that, I know that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody gonna. But the crazy thing is about like this music industry, uh, the entertainment industry. When you make it big, if you, you know what I'm saying, a few people that meant something to you and that was loyal to you, you gonna always take care of them. But it was some people that meant something to you and they were sort of loyal to you until they felt like they couldn't take no more. You gonna still embrace all that energy they gave into you, all that criticism they get. You gonna embrace every other thing they did. For, so it's gonna kind of be like, yeah, I'm up. You Listen, you as the sole person that's trying to come up or you as a sole creator when you come up, you gonna be like, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do, though. That's what I was trying to do. Make sure I take care of my people. But then it's like, with them type of people, it's like, you know, it's it's kind of hard because it's like, you you between the rock and the hard place, you don't want to be called like, he ain't shit because, oh, he blew up and ain't took me with him. But you already know them people that ain't really in there for the long haul from the get-go. They're just looking for the come up. And when the come up don't come as fast as, it is, as they expected, they bop, you know what they hit there for. But at the same time, you try to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you try to look out for their courtesy or look out for the loyalty that they did have for you. You know what I'm saying? You try to lead a relationship as it was. Like, I know you was loyal for it, not a bag here. But them people, nine times out of ten, don't turn out to be solid for you. In in one of in one aspect, not saying all aspects, but in certain aspects that you need to keep propelling your career, they don't turn out to be solid for you. So I just think that what Ti was saying, he's just talking about his faults and shit in life. I don't feel like Drake shouldn't unfollow. <laughs> cool. 
Oh, what's your question today? Man, I felt like I talked too much this episode. <laughs> <laughs> was I talking a lot this episode? Because I used to be low key kind of quiet. I pop in there and there. I you talking like a lot, lot just now, episode. but damn, I, I damn, you got a pause. So I, was, I just asked you what the question today was. <laughs> damn, man, how you let me talk, man? That must be you ain't on your cup. Let me get you. Let me get you. Yeah, I got the cup right there, but goddamn, I, I might need. Yeah, I might need to go to Waffle House now. Goddamn, <laughs> the awful, awful. We would definitely be up in that motherfucker. I'm hungry as a motherfucker too. Oh shit. Yeah, 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 man. So I ain't really had no responses today, man. I I guess this was kind of like a deep, deep question. Um. I use a question, uh, a random question generator to, to get these questions today. I pick something. Sometimes I add a little bit. And I add a little bit to the question of the day. So I guess it was too deep, man. But the question of the day is, what recent event have you seen that restored your faith in humankind? And if you never lost your faith, what kept your faith intact when it comes to humankind? Hmm. I never lost my face in human. Then I said face. I never lost my face in humankind. I never lost my faith in humankind because humans are the most advanced species on this planet Earth. So I'm gonna always have my faith in them. I'm gonna always be confident that humans are gonna make shit happen. I know they used to be called mankind, but you know, shit is gender neutral now, so they call it humankind. Shit like that. So that's how I feel about it. I know. I, 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 I'm always confident that the humankind is going to make things happen for the better of our world. That's all I have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, I seen something and it was, it's not, I don't think it's any truth to it, but if you would be conspiracy theorist, then you can go for it, but um, I saw a video where an alien was able to have more power than the human race. Um, do things that the human race couldn't understand. Now, when I saw that video, it kind of made me lose faith in the humankind because it's like we live in this beautiful world but we are the top species but what if we become number two on that totem pole how would that feel you number know two species saying? on earth yeah it kind of it kind of made me lose hope a little bit because it's like when i seen that shit and and like the 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 humans couldn't they thought they had them contained in the, in the alien still got away it's like you ain't in control no more and it's like what a how we living in the world now humankind is really in control so just the thought of that i I would say yeah the thought of that happening or other humans thinking that could happen it kind of almost made me lose faith in in humankind a little bit like like we're supposed to be top species like you've been teaching us this since adam and eve Adam got the name of the hierarchy of the animals. So it shouldn't be no other species that hide in us, but just the 
toy with that possibility that it's another, uh, it could be another species that hide in it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I think hiding us or whatever kind of made me lose, lose hope a little bit, lose faith a little bit in the humankind. Yeah, I don't see that shit happening here with no aliens and shit like that. But I know there's more intelligence out here in other universes, maybe even other planets. But I've yet that's aliens, though. So how you gonna say aliens? That's 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 aliens. I know that's aliens. I'm saying other intelligence. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it is what it is. That just mean you know. I I just felt like that. It kind of made me lose hope because it's like, and then it kind of made me think of like looking at movies like Transformers. Like when you see Transformers, it's like goddamn the whole time in this movie they trying to make it seem like the humans in charge, but really if these motherfuckers wanted to, they could fuck humankind up. You know what I'm saying? Like when you look at movies and shit like that, it just kind of like add to. Are you analyzing different once you saw the video that I saw? Like, you know, the whole time. He's trying to farm been playing nice. But he, he got that Autobots could have been Decepticons. And we, it wouldn't have been nothing as the Autobots. And Decepticons would have just been this decepting everything, goddamn blowing up every goddamn thing. We, we fuck. Okay. So what's your song of the day? Okay, man. I'm going with the song of the day, man. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him hell for it, man. Uh, Lil' Key, man. I gave him hell for his uh, Freshman uh, XL uh, freestyle. But the song is actually pretty dope. It's called Grandparents. So I'm going with Lil' Key, Grandparents. I ain't spend none of these people. I live it under my reach. Block got a drone rocking out like the beetle. You ain't taking losses, I ain't taking none either. Pretty little bitch, yeah, I turn into a skeeter. Four line left, poured in a two liter. Yeah, I hit a lit, yeah, call me Derek Jeter. Yeah, the whole suck drip up, mosquito. And I'm stuffing all these bats in my pants, man. Yeah, this money grow old like Chris. Parents. Outside white, but the inside Chris. Berry. So you hear that little key double XL freshman freestyle. It's actually a song now called Grandparents, and the song is actually pretty dope. All of the freestyle y'all felt like with trash, but the song dope. <laughs> hey, that shit sound good on the beat though. I ain't lying. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna deny. Yeah. I was in here damn fire yeah. with that shit. But then I'm about to vibe to this shit. Since we're talking about TI and Drake, I'm gonna play some Drake and TI. So I know we gon' be here a while In the bathroom, flat irons and nail files Spending hours in salons on your hairstyle In the mall, steady racking up the air miles Hit 
the gym, step on the scale, stay at the number You say you dropping 10 pounds, preparing for summer And you don't do it for the man, man never notice You just do it for yourself, you the fucking coldest Intelligent too, ooh you my sweetheart I've always liked my women book and street smart Long as they got a little class like half days And the confidence to overlook my past ways Time heals all, and heels hurt to walk in But they go with the clutch that you carry your lip gloss in And look, I really think nobody does it better Run it back, run it back, run it back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. I'll play that shit after we get off recording and shit, because, yeah, we ain't get to hear T.I. Park because it's in the second verse and shit. I'm like, what are you a brother for this shit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, yeah, I know you was gone with it. (laughs) Most deaf, rocking with the vibes. Yeah, yeah, now we get into that. This or that. The one for time constraints. Yeah, man. One. I'm just good with one. You got one, or you you need me to, to, to okay. come up with one. Yeah, I got one. Uh oh, let's go. Ocean view or city view. Uh, <laughs> that's tough. You know I love nature. But uh does each uh view have a balcony attached to them? Oh, yeah. City View. Yes. Yes, they, you get a they, balcony they, with City View? Yeah, you get a balcony with both. Okay. Uh, I love nature, but I'm just so intrigued by mankind and just how people move. So I'm going to say a City View. Yeah, I'll go with City View too because I like looking at skylines, especially like the skylines with the tallest buildings. Like, Especially if I had a City View or a uh, a room with a city view in New York, Manhattan, and shit like that, or Houston. I've had shit like that before. Houston, Atlanta, you know, Austin. Yeah, 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 yeah. City, city view for sure. Don't give a fuck about no ocean. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I ain't even gonna do it like that because the ocean look is so pretty. Nah, this, <laughs> but the most definitely, yeah, city view because I'm a treat by how city moves and the culture. It's like you could see a lot. By looking down on the city too, so I definitely want that city view. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, you can follow. I mean, if you want to send us any suggestions, like topic suggestions, or any other type of suggestions, or you want to give us any praise, any advice, or you want us to give you, well, no, nah, we ain't doing that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if y'all want to down, give us some suggestions or anything, hit us up at fourteen oh nine podcast at gmail.com and uh yeah you can dm us at 1409 podcast on instagram you can like all our posts you can see all our posts of our new episode you can also subscribe to the posts i mean you can subscribe to our new episodes that get released on apple podcast spotify google podcast anchor and many other podcast streaming platforms that we have out here, you know what I'm saying? So make sure you out there subscribing so you get that notification when the new episodes drop. Facts, yeah, facts, facts. And you can follow uh, you can follow my personal page at eight four three ambassador on Instagram. Once again, it's eight four three ambassador. You can also leave a text or a voicemail at. Hey. 
917-524-6392. Once again, that's 917-524-6392. Tap in, man. Link in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You already got your personal. Yeah. I was giving out a lot of information. <laughs> yeah, I gave it out. <laughs> yeah, you gave it out quick with the quickness. So yeah, man, you definitely can follow me, your boy Guadalamis World on IG at Guadalamis World, man. Yes, sir. All right, it's the fourteen oh nine podcast, and we out. Peace.